Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. We got a big one. Chad Kroger, lead singer of Nickelback. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. The dance party. The easy trivia. I mean, Friday shows are awesome. So let's just get started now. Up first, he is our video producer. Good morning, producer Eddie. All right, Eddie, go ahead. Buddy. Hey, guys. I'm so disappointed in my children. Oh. Start, yeah. We're going there to start. Yes, yeah, so let me tell you why. The, the other day they had sport your favorite team jersey day. So this is where you wear your sports team, you wear their jersey, and you go to school with it. And all my kids, except one, wore Titans jerseys. And I'm like, guys, we're a Cowboys family. We have tons of Cowboys jerseys. And the excuse was, yeah, Dad, but nobody likes the Cowboys at our school, so we didn't really want to, you know, get that attention from people. I'm like... Dude, it started a whole lecture on, like, you don't do things to please other people. You be the but leader. But they're doing it to please you. Exactly. Well, you're, yeah. just, you're, oh. hip, you're a hypocrite because you just want to wear something to please you. Well, no, no, no. We're a Cowboys family, but I said. You, you get to dictate who your kids like? No, but they don't even like the Titans. They just wore it so they wouldn't get ridiculed for being Cowboys fans. But they also don't really like the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, don't, I choose not to believe that. One of them wore Cowboys? One of them. So what'd you say to him? He's awesome. I got him ice cream. I said, dude, you are special. What? Today's going to be your special day. Wait, did you give him ice cream and not the others? In front of everyone. Hilarious. Absolutely. That's good. I mean, I'm not saying it's good parenting. <laughs> just hilarious <laughs> from an outside point yeah. of view. What jersey did he wear? He wore uh, Zeke Elliott, Cowboys jersey, 21. He goes, guys, and my, my, my wife said they were all driving to school. And he said, guys, why are you not wearing Cowboys jerseys? And they're like, shut up. You just be you. Yeah, that's I, my I boy. I like that you rewarded him. Of course, he did the right thing. For not having his own 
<laughs> idea, just his dad's. All right, up next, uh, he brings in a lot of audio to the show. He goes out and does really uncomfortable things, sometimes awkward. Everybody say hello to Lunchbox. Yeah. Right, Lunchbox. Yesterday, the coolest thing happened. A truck pulled up in front of the station here. They had a trailer attached to it, and it was free pumpkins. You get a free pumpkin. You get a free pumpkin. Free pumpkins for everyone. So I went out there to get some free pumpkins. And you have audio of you yeah, doing this? Yeah, this is me talking to the guy. Like I said, he has audio because that's for no reason. I want to make <laughs> sure that they are free. Okay, here's Lunchbox talking to the pumpkin man. Are these your pumpkins? Yeah. yeah. Man, they look great. Awesome. How many yeah. pumpkins can we take? Are you a Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I reckon it's just free for all. Oh, free for all because I got yeah. three kids. Okay. So, and then my wife and my dog. So, yep. get one for each of them. Sure. Okay. What about my neighbors? Can I get them for my neighbors? I reckon it was for everybody. Man, that's awesome. You won't stop me if I take 10? No. All right. Okay. I'm going to go get my car. Thank you. Why are you messing with this guy? No, no, I'm just making sure. And what'd they beep out? I don't know what he said. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you. What? The, it was for the company that owns this building now. Oh, it's oh, not even for nice. us. And I think he was saying you work for them. Okay, so uh, a little backstory. Our company used to own this building. They sold it. We're the only ones left. We have a floor nobody can get to, but nobody can. We're the only people left. It's weird. So the company that now owns the building hired the pumpkin guy, and you tried to steal all the for pumpkins? For their employees. Yeah. I was told free pumpkins. No, he even asked, do you work for them? And you said yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm, and how many did you take, really? 11. You didn't take 11 pumpkins. 11? That's crazy. He, took, he, he literally took 11 yeah. scuba? He went and he stopped traffic on Music Row where it goes down into one lane, parks his car there, taking a sweet time loading in pumpkins after pumpkin <laughs> so after pumpkin. So you took pumpkins from this guy that he even said they weren't for you. No, he said they were for my neighbors, anybody. No, 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 but he asked if you work for a certain place and you lied and said yes. I mean... No, I'm not I mean. I mean, you don't work for the place. Yeah, he works in this building. Dude, I got big pumpkins, little pumpkins. I got pumpkins that you can stack so on top of each other. That's so like, embarrassing. I got yellow, orange, green. I mean, all sorts of colors of pumpkins. Okay. My front porch is decorated to the max with pumpkins, and I spent no money. The, this company that we don't even know who they are oh paid gosh. for. And it, you was, took. it was awesome. What a you great. Stole. You stole. No, that guy just said I could have as many as I want. He wouldn't stop me. What a great gesture. What a cool company morale thing exactly. to do. Exactly. You was, don't work for that company. I left <laughs> in such a good mood. I was like, man, this is the. And some of their employees even came out and said, this is the best day of the year. And they're like, who are you, the new guy? And like, yeah, I sure am. Yeah. I work in HR. All right, up next. Amy, we have to get, I know we've talked about redesigning this studio. We just have to turn your table. Scoop, we just have to turn her table. She's going to have a we broken tried. neck. We tried to do that. It's actually positioned in the ground with poles and electrical and we can't move it. Oh, that sucks. All right, here she is. Amy, <laughs> right. We tried. We tried. All right, go ahead. I do go to the chiropractor for my neck, though. Uh, I was at a happy hour with a few girlfriends, and the waiter came around and asked everybody for their IDs because we all ordered a margarita. And I didn't get carded. And so for like, I don't know, a split second, I was like, oh, I'm the only one that didn't get carded. Like, oh, y'all got carded. And then I realized, oh, wait. That's actually, I want to get carded. You're the only one at, in the group at, who didn't get at carded? At 41, I want you to card me because then, you know, it makes me feel young, but I did not get carded. Yeah, it's not that you didn't get carded. It's that you were the only one. The it, only yes, one. because sometimes the they just, one. like, won't card because they get it, but every other girl at my table, he asked to see their ID. Are your yeah. friends younger, Amy? A little bit. He should, should have probably just asked anyway to just make to her nice. feel. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe he just forgot. <laughs> 
Mm. You know? I don't think you forgot. <laughs> but yeah, that stinks. All right, and this is April from Norman, Oklahoma with my intro. Here's a man that's worked hard in life. He finally has Caitlin, his beautiful wife. He has Stanley and Eller, his beloved dogs. And even when they lose, he still believes in his hogs. His listeners are across the zone. He is the man. It's Mr. Bobby Bone. Thank you very much. Wow. Good. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm seeing here that a lot of people are not purposefully taking shots at me now because of Dancing with the Stars. And it happens anytime there's somebody who doesn't dance well that does pretty good. They automatically start comparing them. Oh, it's another Bobby Bones. And they all start to go, man, didn't he suck? And it's constantly, and I, I'm getting tagged and stuff, and they're not meaning to be hateful to me, but they are in ways. But the guy, Vinny from Jersey Shore, I haven't seen it, I haven't watched any of it, but apparently he's not a great dancer. And so they're giving him okay scores, and he keeps moving through. And they're saying he could be the next Bobby Bones. Well, listen, I wasn't a good dancer. I'm not saying I was. The reason that I won that show was, one, I kept improving, but two, like, we have a, the B team, there's nothing else like the B team. I don't care if you have 10 million Instagram followers, because there were people on that show who had way bigger followings than I did. But our group here, we're a very dedicated group. And I may have said this on the show, I may not have. One of the people at ABC, after the show was over, came to me and said, you could have used the bathroom on the floor as your final dance, and that's it, and walked off, and you would have still won. What? After that would the show. Cool. After the show. to do that. He said he had, they, in the history of that show, they had never seen someone get as many votes as quickly. And I didn't know this during the show, and I was killing myself to try to get better and better and better. They had never seen anyone who got the votes like that ever. And there were far more wow. famous people than me. Yeah. So it's just this group, our group, our group of people. And so Vinny may end up winning the show. I think everybody should leave me out of the comments. Like, you don't have to tell me I suck. <laughs> just don't tag me. Just don't tag me. But I hope Vinny wins. But I didn't win because I was a bad dancer. I won because of the support system that we all have here. But... I, I can't really pull myself to start watching it now because I now I don't now I want him to lose because I want to stop being made fun of in all the blogs. <laughs> I was like, let's let's kick Vinny off of here. Uh, so that's what's happening with me. All right, that's it. That's that's what's going on with us. Let's get started now. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Dear Bobby Bones, I recently ordered some shoes online that ended up getting lost in transit. When I emailed the shoe store's customer service, they said they would send me another pair and take $10 off. I said, that's awesome. Send them because those are amazing shoes. The day after I received an email with the tracking info for that second pair of shoes, the first shoes showed up. So now I got two pair of shoes. Heck yeah. That's right. (laughs) I got the shoes that were lost and now the shoes they sent me. Here's my dilemma. Do I return the second pair of shoes or just keep them? Because they've already marked the first pair lost. Signed, girl who loves a good deal. Watch, walk. I heard you grunt over there. What'd you say? Yeah, you got two pair of shoes. Easy peasy. No big deal. They they already they have that built in into their costs where they expect to lose them every once in a while. So they're no harm, no foul. Just keep them and wear them, or you can give them to a friend. But I'd wear them. That way they wear out. You got a new pair also. So keep both pairs. Amy. Yeah, I mean, I say you return it for sure, but they may surprise you and say, you know what, just keep it. And then you'll feel good about keeping it and gifting them to a friend or reselling them or whatever you end up doing with them. But you have to at least give them the option. We bought two planters for our yard. They're big things that you, like big square things that you fill with dirt and plants in them, you know, bigger than just a uh, yeah, regular pot. Yeah, yeah. Like a pot. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
they didn't come, they were the wrong color. We ordered them, and they were the right color, and they got there, and they were the wrong color, and they weren't cheap. So my wife called and was like, hey, we need to send these back because like a DHL or FedEx or somebody has to pick it up to send it back. And they were like, you know what? Just keep them because it's going to cost us more to go That's through shipping. the whole process. And she was like, wait, what? She goes, we'll send you the new ones that you paid for already that we sent the wrong color and keep the old ones. She was like, are you sure? Like, it almost felt like we were doing something wrong. Yeah. And they were like, it's just going to cost us more. So, That's the best news ever. So keep them. Uh, so, you know, I guess a little bit of that here. But she needs to find out about the keep them. I would make sure. This is what I would do. No, this is what I would do. I'd make sure you don't get charged twice by accident. And if that's the case, I'd probably just keep them. Really? Yeah, I don't. you're not really stealing. So no calling them back and saying, hey, you I could, got two of these. You could if you wanted to, but I don't think they're going to notice. I don't think they're going to care. It's a massive company, and it's probably going to cost them more to actually reprocess the thing than it is to actually get it and resell it and make money off of it. Oh, so what you could do, if anybody... No, heard, not what you can do. We're not, we're not scheming to do yeah. this. Oh, never mind, never mind. But you got two. And heck, that, that other pair is kind of a, a, a pair for your having to wait. For them getting okay. lost. Do you want two pairs of the same shoe? Not really. So you'd sell them? I give them away. Oh, oh yes. I'd what like do that. I sell? I get. I, no, you don't. I'm saying just the. You know, I would probably might, want to yeah. sell. Them. Yeah, I'd, I'd give them away. I, you can email them back. And be like, hey, we got two pair. What do you mean to do? If they just send them back, send them back. But they probably won't. They'll just say keep them. Or they'll go. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> just keep the shoes. Uh, I, you're not stealing. You're not stealing. Uh, but I say you can probably keep them. All right. Thank you, though. Uh, congratulations on your new shoes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, if you want to email us, you can. Morgan, what's the address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right. Thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It is time for Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. Yay! We'll go around the room and I'll go first. Salivating before you throw up is how your body protects your teeth. From the stomach acid that comes up. Oh, that's amazing. So your body, isn't it cool? It builds like a defense. Yeah. And so your body goes, whoop, and it, you have spit in your mouth. And so when it goes, whoo, all that stuff doesn't burn your teeth out wow. over and over. That's why, like, when, like, back in high school, when, like, my friends would get drunk, we'd all, we'd be like, we'd spit a little bit. Oh, this is not good. I'm spitting. Oh, and then, blah, it all come out. So you knew by the defense of your body <laughs> that you're about to hurl. Yep. All right, that's mine. Amy, go. Gray hairs can naturally regain their original color when you feel less stress. So that's pretty cool because when you get stressed out, all the gray hairs come. But good news is it can reverse. Did you know your head starts to salivate before they turn gray? One of my like the gray hair thing, especially with presidents, is wild because when they start their presidency, their hair looks one way, and then four years later, it is a totally different color. Yeah. Also, they're pretty old anyway. But, there's, so, but it's crazy to see their hair age that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying in that four years, it probably would have gotten grayer anyway. Yeah. But well, yes, it's stress and age. Good, for good sure. news for them, it can reverse. Yeah, but when you get so old, it can't reverse because of stress. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you get 90, you can't unstress and it turn back. But yes, I understand what you're saying. If That'd you're be young, cool, though. Yeah. I did have a couple friends that grayed really young. They were like 25, and their hair went really gray. Oh, I had a buddy that had gray hair in second grade. Shout what? out AJ. No, really, he had gray hair in second grade. Like Not all patch? the way gray, but no, like you could see gray in his hair. Did you ask him how he was? He's, He's stressed. stressing out it in second yeah. grade. Super stressed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunchbox, what do you have? Dental hygiene is super important. You're supposed to floss, brush, and mouthwash. And mouthwash started all the way back with the Romans. They used urine. They imported it from Portugal, no. and they would rinse their mouth out with urine to keep the teeth clean. That's disgusting. Why would they import it? it? But how come his is all body functions? Always. Always. Farts and poop. Yeah, why would they import? What's up with the Portuguese? 
Uh, they said it was to get rid of the, they used to eat mouse brains, like, for that was their meals, and I guess that would rinse out their mouth. But no, the, that would affect their, their pee? I, yeah, I bet you there was some bootleg. They'd I, pee themselves and just say it was from Portugal. Oh, wow. Pretty crazy, huh? Pretty crazy, huh? Morgan. <laughs> Putting sugar on a cut wound will make it heal faster. You pour sugar, wrap it, and then the sugar crystals will absorb any moisture that the bacteria thrive on. Wait, Are we sure about with this? With our cuts? Yes. Like, if you get a cut on your arm, throw some sugar on it, wrap it in a Band-Aid, and it's going to help keep it protected and heal faster. So Was that might. song, Pour Some Sugar On Me, about an injury? Ooh, <laughs> good call. Like, I cut myself, pour, pour some, some sugar on me. Eddie, yours? Okay, so... People say all the time, oh, I can't have cats. I'm allergic to them. Well, guess what? The cat's saying the same thing about us because cats are also allergic to people. Now, it's very rare because we bathe all the time. But if we don't bathe and we have dead skin or whatever, the cats, they're, they're allergic to all that and they sneeze. Our dander. Dandruff? Our dander. Dander. What? It's cat dander. Dog dander. dander. It's basically that. It's I've like never heard of dander. Just, yeah. That's what the dander. You're, you're really allergic to the dander. I feel like you're Who's calling dander? me a name. Are you? That's what- no, no. <laughs> Dander, but, never mind. That's what dandruff is called, <laughs> dander? Okay. Uh, um, it's ish. Yeah, it's ish. talking about. Particles. You never heard dander before? No. Hmm. That's what. I, I heard you, the goose like, and the gander. My cat mm. is technically hypoallergenic because it has low dander. You've heard what? of the goose and the gander? You've heard of Peter Pander? <laughs> How do you spell no. dander? D A N D E R. Skin flakes in an animal's fur or hair. Okay. That's basically what that is. Got it. Yeah, well, we have our own dander. Like an alternative universe where cats adopt us. <laughs> that would be awesome. And they're all and they're like, meow, can die. I'm allergic to Eddie, meow. Can we be moody and not do anything all day? What do you mean, can we? That's what some of us do. Like, Good. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, bonus fun fact for me. If you hold your key fob, you know, that locks and unlocks your car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or makes a horn go off in case of emergency. If you hold it up to your chin, you can actually do it a little farther back. Like the range extends because the fluids in your head act as a conductor and makes it more powerful. You what? don't want that. I mean, that's got to mess with your body. Like an electric signal going through your brain? That's crazy. You think there's an alternative universe where a a key fob picks us up? (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Puts us under their chin? Hey, probably. Fun fact Friday. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. This mom, Caroline Rollins in Fort Myers, shared this really sweet story on Facebook about how she was at Publix trying to find a cake for her daughter's third birthday. But Hurricane Ian had come through and there really weren't supplies. There wasn't cake. There was nothing. They had to send her away empty handed. And she said she was walking through the store and a few moments later, Natasha, an employee from the bakery, tapped her on the shoulder, said, I went digging in the freezer and I found a cake. I'll decorate it however your daughter wants it. And so the daughter wanted this whole princess-themed buttercream vanilla cake with a wand and a tiara and all the things, and so she did it up. And the mom was just super happy. She called it above and beyond service. I was in Walmart once, and I was in the little cake section, and I bought a little cake, and I needed some milk. And I couldn't find the the right milk, because if I drink whole milk, it hurts my stomach. My stomach gets hurt by everything. And there was a dude who was kind of working over, like, the section of cakes they put in the uh, in the display and I said excuse me sir the milk was right there I said excuse me sir and he wouldn't turn around I said excuse me sir and then she turned around and said I'm not a man oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's a difficult day for me you should just yeah start mm. saying excuse me I know yeah but I you th- try to be nice I you- thought it was a man it, I'm sorry but- Listen, if she has a haircut like that, she it probably gets happens all the time. All the right? time. So she has to be like, you know I what? I apologize. I was like, excuse me, sir. Sir, excuse, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'm not a man. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I felt uh, like two inches tall. Right, but she can't get that mad if she has a... Well, she didn't want to fight me or anything. She just said uh, she wasn't a man. That's probably why she just didn't turn around right away. She didn't <laughs> yeah. think you were talking to her. <laughs> she yeah. goes, yeah, I'm yelling at me. That's a great story, though, Amy. Thank you very much. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Easy trivia. Round one, nobody goes home. The category is numbers. Lunchbox, you're the champ. How many wise men were there? Uh, uh, seven. <laughs> the seven wise men. Oh, yeah. A lot you're of thinking them. of the seven dwarfs. 
<laughs> Almost the same. Wait, you're telling me he would have gone home right now. Mm-hmm. There were three wise men. Ah. But you don't go home in the first round. Thank goodness. That's, yeah. That is not an easy question. You love Christmas. That's, That's weird. Easy. Eddie, how many faces are on Mount Rushmore? That's four. Correct. Morgan, how many sides are on a dice? A die, a dice? Six. Correct. Amy, how many states are there in the United States? Fifty. Correct. All right, so we're going to play the game. It's easy trivia. Everybody play along in your cars or at home or wherever you are. Lunchbox is the champ. He's got the tiara. Yeah. Why don't you ever put it on your head? Uh, Because I don't want it to cramp cramp my brain. What? What? (laughs) That guy has won, and it is the champion. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, if you put something on your head, it constricts it. Like a helmet. You have headphones on. Okay, but (laughs) so how am I going to put it over the headphones? Sorry, guys. Okay, well, Lunchbox is the champion. Uh, it's one to one also this season, Lunchbox and Eddie. All right, here we go. Lunchbox, what color in the category of colors is SpongeBob? He's yellow. Correct. Eddie, what's the first color of the rainbow? Roy G. Biv. Red. Great job. <laughs> With Roy G. Biv. Woo. Great job. Morgan, what color is the first stripe on the American flag? Red. Correct. Amy, how many colors are in the rainbow? <laughs> How many colors are in the rainbow? Rory G seven. Sounds like said Rory G B. Yeah, Rory. Rory uh, seven is correct. Good job. The next category is around the world. Oh, world wow. traveler. Okay. I'm not a world traveler. I know. Lunchbox. What continent has the lowest population? Antarctica. Correct. Dang, that was good. Good question. Good answer. Eddie, what's the highest mountain on Earth? Kilimanjaro. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. <laughs> You've been boned. Why do I always think Kilimanjaro? I think Lunchbox did that one. <laughs> what do you think it is now? It's Mount Everest. That's why it's famous. Yeah, you didn't even let like, me ask. There's like movies. <laughs> Dang it. Is Books. that where the Sherpas help you go up? I don't know, Eddie. Okay. I don't even know what a Sherpa is. People die. Uh, Eddie, you're eliminated. I figured from the bone thing. Morgan, <laughs> what continent has the highest population? China. It's not a oh, continent. Oh no, oh no. You've been boned. <laughs> no, oh this is all that I have. You're in Morgan. What continent? You're in the is right China? part. You're in the right part of the I just world. couldn't remember the continent yeah. name. I just knew it was China. <laughs> it's Asia. Yeah, that's what yikes. I was going for. It's Asia. Don't say yikes, Eddie. You got out too. You said Kilimanjaro. Uh, mine was hard, guys. There are a the lot of mountains. The categories around the world. Amy, what is the capital of France? I have not been here, but I want to go. So I hope it's Paris. Correct. Good. Two people remain. Amy. <sighs> Lunchbox. Lunchbox. <laughs> this is crazy. This is an unbelievable run. The category is measurement. Lunchbox, you're up first. What do you measure with a thermometer? Temperature. Correct. Amy, what do you measure with a ruler? Well, lots of things. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can do inches. You can do feet. You can do centimeters. Amy, what do you measure with a rumor? A ruler? Distance. I mean, how would you define this? The length. Correct. Length. Yeah. Okay. Because well, with thermometer, you could have said Celsius, but- Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Length. Yes. Okay. Uh, I wish you'd gone with inches. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> and then I would have had to say it'd be more specific. Oh, I thought yeah, you had yeah. a bonder. Um, okay. <laughs> Lunchbox, what do you measure with a sundial? What? 
Well, heat. <laughs> Anything. Space. I don't even know what that is. What do you measure with a sundial? Why are we still in this category? Because when it goes down to two, we get to I know, it up. but I'm just talking it out loud. Okay, I'm just... You hey, asked the question, why are we in this category out loud <laughs> to yourself? What in the heck is a sundial? <laughs> I mean, it can't be temperature because that's a thermometer. I don't know what a sundial is. I honestly have never seen one. Where would you find a sundial? Can you tell me that? Since when do we do follow-up questions? <laughs> and, and is he talking to himself there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. Good yeah. question. Like, I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you what do you measure with a sundial? We'll go with temperature. Incorrect. You've been booed. That's a thermometer. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what yeah. that is. I thought it was time. A time. What? So a sundial, it tells you where the sun is. They put it on the ground. And wherever it shows the shadow. I should have guessed That's up. That. Yeah. I should have guessed that. Amy, what do you measure with a graduated cylinder? Come on, Amy. What do you measure with a graduated cylinder? I mean, I'm thinking chemistry. I'm thinking liquids. But why would it just be a graduated cylinder? But I feel it was going to be, I don't think you measure gas that way. What do you measure with a graduated cylinder? I'm picturing smoke. <laughs> um, liquid? Winner. Wow! Woo! Good job, Amy! Yes! We needed that. Now you guys are all buddies and teammates. <laughs> Lunchbox, you've become the, vi the villain here because you've won so much. <sighs> Sundial. <laughs> still thinking. Are, are you talking to us, though? You've or are you probably talking? seen one, like, in a garden. No, I've never seen one in my life. I promise you. I'm still confused. Is he talking to us or not? I don't know when to hop back man. in here. I don't know. Gosh. Okay. Amy, nice go. job. Amy's on the board. Eddie's on the board. Lunchbox is on the board. Morgan. Liquid. I'm here. I'm You're just here. here for fun. All right. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> All right. That is easy trivia. We'll see you again next week. Oh, we're not going home, but we'll play that game again next week. You know, Netflix can crash if they have too many customers on at the same time. No. I thought it would be too big to crash, honestly. Yeah. Wow. They've started to reduce streaming quality in other countries because of this. Which kind of stinks if you're in a country yeah. where Netflix is like, we value you less. <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> so, yeah, Netflix can crash. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Goodwill launched a website for online thrifting called Goodwill Finds. So, goodwillfinds.com. And there's already more than 100,000 items available with more on the way. I think a cool name would have been Goodwill Hunting. Oh, that Ooh, was... like the movie. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe that was taken or something. That would have been a good... We can name the app that. Goodwill... <laughs> that's cool. Hunting would have been cool. Yeah, but, that's cool because... Yeah, that... Here's the thing. You can filter this stuff down. So let's just say you need an old sports coat. And you want like an old vintage sports coat. And you probably get it pretty cheap there. You go to filter and you do jackets, mail... And broop, it shows you. They're going to sell so much stuff all oh, over I the agree. country. This is great. Yeah, you because you may go thrift store to thrift store trying to find the perfect thing. I just thing. found one. Oh. Goodwill finds. I found a great it? one. No, I'm not right now because <laughs> I, I need to make sure it fits. I'm a 38 regular in jacket, and I don't know exactly what this is here. Uh, here's a Michael Kors, an XX large for $20.99. I've heard of that brand. Good, yes, oh, of course yeah. you have. They have good stuff here. So it's all about the filter in this stuff. I encourage people to go check this out. What yeah, else? I feel like good cute kitchen stuff could be found too. All right, question. Should food labels list the exercise needed to no. burn off the calories? Don't be stupid. I'm so glad you said that. Don't be stupid. Phew. I don't mind there being information about the food. I actually like that. Yeah. I like, ing I like ingredients. Sometimes those can be like hyperchemicalgaga. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, maybe they should just put ingredients that 
you can't spell. Like something like that to let us know. You don't know what this is anyway, so it probably ain't that good for you. Uh, calories is fine. Not all calories are bad calories. I like information about food, but there, no, we don't need to know what we, how many sit-ups we need to do to make no, it No, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Plus, other people, everybody's bodies burn things at such different rates. There's no way it's even accurate at all. Why? What, why is this a story? Well, because I guess some, they're considering doing it. There was a study done asking people if they wanted it, and some people could be for it. And I just was like, please, no, 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 I don't want this popping up. Like, oh, if you eat this Oreo, you have to go walk for 30 minutes. Ugh. I guess Ugh. if they did it, they would have to go... A jog of this pace for the average man or average woman would take this long. I can see that being something people would like to see, but I don't think we should require it. But if a business wanted to do that just out of their own heart, I would never be like, oh, that's that's annoying. But if they wanted to require it, that would be annoying. I'll tell you one thing. If I saw like you got to walk for 30 minutes after you eat this ice cream cone, I would be like, I'm done. I'm not (laughs) exactly. That's exactly right. That's sad, though. Then you'll miss out on the ice cream. I don't want it. Who cares? I'd rather miss out on the ice cream than have to go do the walk. Yep. All right. Hardy had to let his fans know that uh, he's decided to cancel or postpone two upcoming tour stops because of the bus crash. So he's got some stuff coming up in December, but if you're missing a show, I'm sure they're going to work that all out. But obviously, we're just still praying for his whole team and everybody that was involved. Ray saw Hardy out at like a drugstore or something? Yep. How's he looking? He's good. He can walk. And honestly, I couldn't see any broken bones. Did you go up and like uh, pat him on certain parts of his body right. and see if it hurt? No. Does it hurt right here? Yeah. How about this? Boom. <laughs> you hit him in his leg. I wanted to take a picture, but wife wouldn't let me. Yeah, that's probably not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, and I know Hardy. Pretty good dude. Pretty normal dude. But I think the bus driver... Still not great. Yeah, it says here that there's good news regarding his recovery, but he's still in very much need of prayers. That's good news if there's good news, because the last thing I heard wasn't good news. Oh, well. Yeah, he's not in the clear yet, but I guess things are moving in the right direction. That's good news from what I've heard. So excellent. Good deal. What else? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Hurricane Ian came and went, left a lot of people without power, without food, nothing to eat. Well, Fritz Carriher is a musician and chef, and he's like, man, we got to feed these people. So he started contacting restaurants that were closed, and he got all their food, and that's him cooking, and he was just cooking free meals for everybody in the community. What's that sound again? Oh, that is him cooking. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's like it's like a hibachi grill, you know, where they're... Was he hibachi? No, but oh. I, I was I was thinking that's the noises when you go to a hibachi grill. You hear them ding, go, ding, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding. And they spray the sauce. And yeah, I like when they throw I a mean, thing in their pocket and then they're so hat. cool. Except for when they try to throw it in yours or in your mouth and you miss it and you get it on your shirt because then you have like a, a spot on your shirt. I never I missed. So. Oh, I've missed. I mean, they've thrown it bad. I mean, I wouldn't miss. I would yeah, 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 of course. But they threw course. it bad and I try to get down and it's like ah. Oh. So the guy was. Asking restaurants for their perishable foods because they yes. were going to be ruined anyway. They're going to be yeah non or is it perishable? I don't know. Perishable goes away because okay. Yeah, then that's the one that yeah. they he was asking for and he was cooking up all these meals and he's been collecting diapers and everybody for in the community. So what's his name again? His name is Fritz Carrier. Nailed it. Carrier. C R C A R A H E R. Doesn't matter if you spell it. Yeah. yeah, we're all good. Yeah, but he's a musician, so maybe you can hire him for your wedding. All right, there you go. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Morning, Bobby. Morning, show. I'm a little bit behind on the podcast. I've been really busy. But I just heard about Lunchbox and influencing everybody about their lottery tickets. So I went and bought Mega Millions last night, and I won. So since 
Lunchbox helped me win. I won more than I've ever won. I'd like to split it with him half and half. I will show him the ticket. I will give him the money, have him get in contact with me, and I will split it with a 50-50. All right? Let's go. Wow. You should have seen the range of emotions. He went from, oh, this is stupid, to, oh, my gosh, my favorite oh, person in the thought, world. Oh, yeah. He's, someone's going to rub it in. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was calling to rub it in. Like, we got this guy's number, right? I think every call, the number is saved into the database. Yeah, I have his number, yeah. Yes, what's his name? Why don't we line this up for Monday, then? It's interesting you didn't say the amount. Right. Yeah. Makes me think it's high. Yeah. Can we line them up for Monday? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Or $5. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't $5. dollars <laughs> it ain't five dollars. That the, the sound of his voice—he he was shaking. It's the he most won he's so much money. Won. Okay, let's get him off for Monday. We haven't talked to the guy yet. It's I literally know—I don't know anything about what he has to offer. But I think this is interesting oh, enough. Man. To put him on. So Monday we'll talk to him. Can you wait a weekend? <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about it all weekend. Oh my goodness, yeah. how rich am I right now? Well, I, I, I well, think not if right now. The billions he probably wouldn't, or like the hundred million. Okay, what but if even it's a hundred thousand? Exactly. That's my point. Oh my goodness. That's where it could be. <laughs> it's going to be a long weekend. What we should all do is write down how much you think the guy actually won. Oh, I let's like it. Let's see who gets closest. And let's see who, because uh, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to write down how much I think he won. Oh, man. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. Cool. And then we'll write it down and keep it on your desk, and oh. we'll check back on Monday and see if we're right. Got okay? it. All right, let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What health insurance do ghosts use? What health insurance do ghosts use? Medicare. <laughs> Medicare? That's funny. That was the morning corny. Our iHeartRadio Music Festival from Las Vegas on the CW tonight and tomorrow night, 8, 7 Central. Uh, tonight is Diplo and Morgan Wallen, Lionel Richie, obviously Morgan Wallen, Pitbull, the Black Keys, Black Eyed Peas, and a whole bunch more. Then tomorrow night, Luke Combs, Marin Morris, Avril Lavigne, but 8, 7 Central. Hope you check it out. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. 
So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Show. About to talk to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. Lunch, is she one of your favorite sharks? She's great. I love her. Like when I'm watching, I'm like, if I make a deal, it's going to be with Barbara. So she's on Shark Tank, has been for a long time. I mean, she's really a, as they say, rags to riches type story. She has a podcast called The Business Unusual Podcast. We're going to talk about real estate, talk about money and tipping, and all you guys have ideas to pitch her. I'm here <sighs> for the business. We will get to that. <laughs> here she is. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. Go! On the Bobby Bones Show now. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. Barbara, it's great to talk to you again. Same here. Hey, I have a lot of questions. I just like to get to it. Number one, if you're tipping a valet, we we discuss this a lot. You you leave your car there. They say, please tip. How much do you tip a valet? Depends how expensive the restaurant is. If it's in LA and it's a place to be seen, I give them 20 bucks. If not, I'm cheap in New York. I give them 10. That's cheap. Ten. That's, I think. Wow. Is that bad? Should I up my game? Up it. <laughs> I can't believe ten dollars. Okay, we're just dealing with different paychecks, obviously, Barbara. Okay, okay. That's what, what about? You, honestly, you think that's a lot? Is am I reading you wrong or what? Mm, yes, I do think that's right. What do you guys say that? Yeah, I mean, they're just you, driving What it. would you consider to be? Well, I would say the same average. as her, but I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about. I. But here's my thing. I don't want anybody to go on the internet and say I didn't tip them. So my interest is different where people will get on the internet and go, I just got stiffed by Bobby. He left me a buck. 
And so I'm scared of that. Where Barbara probably doesn't give a crap anymore. She's made it. She doesn't care what people say. You know what I'm afraid of? When I hand them the tip, they turn to the guy that they work with and say, God, what a cheap that's how that's why i tip same for me to say the exact same thing yes um i would think what do you think amy i yeah five bucks three three dollars oh three but sometimes you just have a five and then it's awkward to be like can i have two ones back oh do you ever ask for change (laughs) with a tip barbara no never how embarrassing and they're smart (laughs) enough to give them a 20 for something you really want to tip 10 they never have a 10 back they never have a 10 hey you got a 10 no so you give them the 20 uh, Barbara Corcoran's on. I do want to tell you about our podcast. It's called Biz- Business Unusual. And you have a lot of cool guests. For example, uh, when you were talking with a guy from Netflix and you kind of got into how Netflix really wasn't a, an extremely popular idea at first, but that's also what made it work. Like, what is that experience like sitting with someone who has made a difference in culture? Well, it makes you examine yourself as to what kind of a difference you made. So it takes me about an hour after to get myself whole again. Like, you're pretty good, too. You know, you did this, you did that. But I'm always struck by how how little confidence people had when they were trying something new and how those are very often the people that make the biggest changes. The ones that got like, kind of burst through their fear and just say, let me give it a shot. So are you saying that the people we look at as the most confident because they had the biggest and best ideas for a lot of while they're trying, maybe they aren't the most confident. That's just kind of the after effect. No, they are. They are second guessing their idea all along the way, but they're thinking they're curious enough that they're just going to see where it leads. No, I don't think they have any more confidence than the average guy. I don't think anybody's really confident. I think people just cover it pretty, pretty darn good. The, the cost of living is always going up, it seems. And everyone's always like, hey, everything's way more expensive now. Isn't it always getting more expensive? And with that, is it still the best time to buy a house right now? Well, those are two questions. Of course, it's getting more expensive, but inflation has been worse. And for the common person who's trying to feed their family, or the average middle-class person, it is just terrible right now. And it's been, it's it's worse now than it has been for us as long as I could remember, really. If you're asking if it's a good time to buy a house now, I think it's always a good time, but I'm a real estate agent. What do you expect from me? <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't think you could sharpshoot a market, which is what people dream about. Oh, I want to buy at the low and I want to make sure I sell it for a little bit more or a lot more. It just doesn't work out that way. What happens is life gets in the way. You need a house because you just had a baby. You have no place to sleep them. And then when you sell a house, you're selling the house because you're transferred or you want a better school. So you really don't have control of the timing. I say just get in the game, get your hands on the house so you have something to trade up with. I could actually remember so distinctly me getting cold feet on my first studio apartment I was buying. And I was 26 years old. I put down the deposit and left it on the table and never bought the place. It took me like six years to catch up, to get a new down payment, to buy another studio because the prices were running away. The minute I had a studio, I traded for a one bedroom a few years later, then a two bedroom. Now I live in a penthouse. I'm telling you, I couldn't have gotten in uh, to where I was today without getting in the game when I was a kid and being real scared about it. But shame on me that I had to get cold feet. A lot of the articles that we read now say, okay, the housing market is a a high right now. They'll never be more expensive. And the housing market's about, the the bubble's about to burst. So don't buy now. You know, that's what we're seeing a lot of. Are you saying that that's probably not extremely accurate? No, I would say that's not accurate at all. And I uh, and I feel very firmly about that. You know what you have right now? You have protection in the housing market. 
You have high interest rates, which is supposed to level out prices. It hasn't. Prices are still going up by 13% a year. I don't care where you live. You're still making money. You're paying more for your house by more than 10%. One year later, it's crazy and it's going up. But what is tempering the market right now is nobody wants to put their house on the market. So there's a shortage of new listings. And why isn't anybody putting the house on the market? And why do you have a shortage? And why do you have the prices going up? Because they don't want to go and buy another house at a high interest rate. They got 3%. Why do they want to go and buy something for 6%? So people are frozen in the new listings and therefore the market is very stable. Prices will continue to go up, even though the Fed really thought if they rose, if they rose the interest rates, it would freeze the market. It hasn't. It's slowed it down. Barbara Corcoran is on from Shark Tank and also the Business Unusual podcast. As we talk about money, it, we get a lot of questions of people going, hey, I have a passion, but also have a job. And so if someone says they want to leave their job or they make pretty good money for a job they're passionate about and would make less, what advice would you give them? I would say it has nothing to do with passion. Everybody's passionate about their first date. It's the marriage accounts, isn't it? So I would say certainly if you have a passion, ask yourself if you have the ambition the ambition to build a business. That's the hard stuff. Coming at it again and again and again when things aren't working, trying to use your wits to get through, trying to stretch your buck. I mean, building a business is tough, any business you're in. So you need ambition is what you need to hit the finish line. Passion is just a a light at the beginning that gets you all excited. Uh, One of the members of our show just bought her first house pretty recently. Her name is Morgan. And Morgan, you have a question for Barbara? Yeah, I'm just curious, if I wanted to sell my house right now, would that be better for me? Or should I just try and get somebody to rent it out and then I make money off of it? Well, it depends what you're after, Morgan. Uh, First of all, if you show a house with that gorgeous face that you have, you're going to enhance the value right away, right? They're going to like your house because they're going to like you. And that helps in real estate. Uh, But I don't think you should be renting a house unless you have more motivation. I mean, you have to you're the landlord. It's like it's like doing the work without the benefit of enjoying where you live. But whether you want to be a tenant, whether you want to be somewhere else, or whether you want to own and live where you work, depends upon personal interest. I mean, I love the idea. I could sit in a chair and look at my four walls and say, this is my castle. And I'm going to paint that wall any color I want. And I'm going to rip out that kitchen should I choose. You don't do that anymore if you're looking at a home as an investment versus a home. Depends where your head's at. Uh, Eddie, will you zoom in on my face? Yes. Just zoom in. I want to look at my face. What if I'm selling a house, Barbara? If you're what? I'm, selling a house? Not yeah. so good. You okay. know why? I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought so. Honest to God, you look like you'd be a guy a little on the cheap side and you'd probably be overcharging for the house. That would be my impression. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, pretty, wow. that's pretty harsh. Uh, uh, let's talk about credit card debt for a second because I think uh, – you know, a lot of people have it. Um, Eddie, our guy on our show, just got out of it. He to every expense that he that, that they felt they didn't need, they stopped and they paid back their credit cards. What is your simple advice for credit card debt? Start with your smallest debt. A lot of people try to attack the big debt. It's too discouraging. You don't stay with it. It's like saying, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in five days. You're better off saying, I'm going to lose a few pounds by the end of the week. So start with your smallest accounts and try to pay them off. You feel a sense of accomplishment, and then you'll work your way up the ladder. We're going to come back in a second with Barbara. And I know this is so cliche, Barbara, but every time you come on, one, you're an excellent guest and we learn something, but everybody just wants to pitch you stuff for Shark Tank. Oh, no. I know. I know it's so cliche. Would you please just (laughs) indulge us in one more uh, version of this? I certainly will, and I'm out. Okay. Okay. Here is (laughs) 
Barbara Corcoran will come. Everybody has one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We will come back. With Everyone her. has one. Yeah. Oh, I have an appointment. I got it. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. I'll say this: she has an excellent podcast called Business Unusual. Like a lot of revolutionary folks that are changing how we see media and culture and money. And I hope you check out the podcast and also Shark Tank season 14, which premiered on uh, the 23rd. It airs Friday at 8, 7 central on ABC. So Lunchbox is a massive Shark Tank fan. Oh, yeah. She's doing us a favor by listening to these because I'm sure people in public just go up to her and do this. Uh, Lunchbox, you're first. What would you like to say to Barbara? Uh, Barbara, it's so great to be here on the carpet, and I'm seeking $75,000 for 18% of my company. It is called We Wash Your Wash. Did you know, I know, Barbara, you're at that level. You probably don't even have a washing machine. People wash your clothes for you. But you have to clean your washing machine. My washing machine was starting to stink and smell. So I start Googling it, and I have to clean it. Well, I didn't know I had to get behind the washing machine, take the back off, take all these parts out. Why can't we send someone to do that for people? They don't have time. They got families. They got kids. So we are We Wash Your Wash. Are you ready yeah. to go into business? I'm definitely out, and let me tell you why. It took you so long to explain the need. Ooh. Nobody's going to believe they have to wash their washing machine too much. Oh, and so any front loader, it starts getting oh, molded. Now stuff. you're explaining more. She just <laughs> said why she wasn't. <laughs> you can't put in a little sound bite. You have to be able to put everything in a little sound bite. Oh, I'll let you do one more. Here's another one. I have another but one. You have to sound bite it. Yeah, it's called. Dog dates, seeking 150000 for 12% of my business. <laughs> this is a dating site where you choose your date based on their dog pictures. So everyone on the site has to have a dog. I love it, but you better put the owner's face there, too, because I know I would use it to meet a dog lover, but really be after the master. Now, you got to put both faces side by side. And people look like the dogs, so that works out. Yeah, and there have been apps that do that already. No, no, I mean, like, you don't get to see the owner, so it's like a blind it's date. Surprise. Oh, my gosh. You had to get No, 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 listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Guys, this is great because you see the dog pictures, and if the dog's just sitting on the couch all day, you're like, oh, that owner's probably lazy, and I don't want to hang out with a lazy person. I want to hang out. So, oh, they're in the mountains. They're at the swimming pool. They're at the dog park. Okay, they, those people get out. I want to go on a date with that person. Yeah, well, well, guess what? It's a great idea until they have their first date and realize they can't stand the owner. So I say it's a bad idea. I'm out. Oh, man. Hey, Amy, beginning. I know you're not asking for money. Yours is a general, just a pitch of an idea. <laughs> yeah, I just would like her opinion on it. Go ahead. Mine's just four simple words. Pumpkin, spice, dryer sheets. What? Yes. Yeah. Are you- dryer sheet pumpkins? What? Yeah, okay, listen. Pumpkin spice, Barbara, it's like you put them out seasonally. I mean, and companies do this on purpose. They only put it out a quarter of the year, and they end up making way more money. It's not something we would sell all year round, but come fall, pumpkin spice dryer sheets, and people are going to buy it up because they love the smell of pumpkin spice. I think people are going to eat it more readily than throw it in with their clothes. I don't like that idea either. Doesn't anybody have a they, they all die because they eat our dryer sheets. You have kids everywhere. No, they're not edible. Nobody, who knows? Oh, okay, gosh. one final one. Raymundo, get on with Barbara Corcoran. Go ahead. Yeah, Barbara, let me introduce you to Put It On My Tab. We're a bar tab service similar to Afterpay and Layaway for Clothing. At the end of the night, college kids just say, put it on my tab, and they pay later. There's a $10 fee to use the service. Max limit is $500. Bars will benefit because these kids are going to overspend. I need $20,000 for the app. If you're not interested, do you think this would work? I think it would work, and I am interested. And I think you're mostly underestimating the $20,000. It's going to cost you at least one hundred and fifty dollars oh. before you get through. And I'm not putting that much money in, but I'll give you twenty. dollars Wow! Yeah! 
Look at Ray with the idea of the day. Yeah. Wow. wow okay, wow, wow. Ray, good job, buddy. Yeah. Okay, so let me say this about Barbara. She is excellent on our show. Her podcast is awesome, too. And the episodes are about 20 minutes, and it is really great. Barbara Corcoran, thank you for coming on the show. Goodbye. Well, it's nice being here. All right, there she is, Barbara Corcoran, everybody. Thank you, Barbara. My pleasure. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. It's a long time coming. We're going to talk to, I thought his name was Chad Kroger, but we just heard it's Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Right? Kruger. Yeah. Kruger. I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to get in the conversation. Wasted time. only have so much time with this guy, and I'm a big Nickelback fan. And so Eddie's got a question coming on. He's, he's often not been a, a hu- been a huge fan of Nickelback. Hey, I've pivoted. I, th- I think I have a really good question now. Okay, so you may know them from this song, How You Remind Me. Massive song. Here. You remind me of what I really Yep, yep, yep. How about, uh, what was that on Joey's head? But yeah, how about that photograph? Rock star, I'll have the quesadilla. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Chad Kruger, lead singer in Nickelback. They were the most played artists of the 2000s. Is that wow. right? Period. Wow. Period. That's my goal to get so big that so many people love you that some people go, Why does everybody love them? I hate them. That's the goal. I'm kind of, I mean, listen, I'm not even that big. People hate me. So, like, <laughs> I just. <laughs> so, let's go. Here we go. Chad Kruger from Nickelback. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chad Kruger from Nickelback. Chad, it is an honor to talk to you, man. <laughs> it's an honor to talk to you, too. I don't... Listen, I'm a massive fan, so let me just say, if I geek out, please just allow it for a second, because I've never spoken to you, and I feel like I've done some pretty cool interviews, but I've been a fan for a long time, and that's all. I said it. I'm, I'm a fanboy out, and I'm going to turn into the professional that I am, the professional broadcaster I am. So I'm a big Nickelback fan. I've been for a long time. What's your What's your best song? <laughs> what's your best song? Yeah, what's your best song? I like them all, Chad. I'll be honest with you. What's your favorite song? Uh, favorite song of mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you like to sing the most? Because I like singing, This is how you remind me. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite one to play? Um... It depends, you know. It uh, it depends. It's uh, if if the crowd is you know really into the show, uh, burn to the ground at the end is always mm. you know going to bring the house down. Um, you know, sometimes I'm into something more melodic and subdued, and sometimes I just want to sing lullaby, you know, to the crowd with Ryan playing the piano. Um, you know, it, it, it changes. It really does every single night. Was there ever a time, because you guys are pretty hard, was there ever a time when you guys had massive commercial success where they were like, yo, dude, do more pop hits, and you're like, no, we want to stay true to who Nickelback is, and there was ever some sort of like philosophical issue with the label or management? No. No. No, I mean, that's that, again, is just sort of whatever mood strikes you. You know, it could, so, like, you, I mean, if it's, if it's uh, one in the afternoon and you're in the studio and it's a beautiful day, blue sky, 
you know, sunshine. Uh, and it's, uh, it's going to be hard to do a, you know, a heavy tune. Now, if it's 11 o'clock at night and, you know, the bottle of Jack has already been cracked, you're not really going to want to do uh, a pop tune. You're going to want to crank up the distortion and you're going to want to do some uh, screaming into a microphone. So, Whenever you guys broke hard with how you remind me, because I was uh, working at a station called KLAZ at the time. We played uh, pop, big pop station, hip-hop, rock, all the, all the good stuff there. And that song kind of launched and changed music. It, it just generally changed what pop was sonically. What is it like to put out a song and it becomes so big so fast? Do you feel it change around you, or are you just on the road so much that you don't really notice until later? Well, I guess I only get to refer to that one because that was our, you know, our, our sort of, that's the biggest song we had up to that point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of, because um, we were on the road. I mean, we've been on the road solid for 20 years, right up until COVID. So, um, it was, uh, we would get, we would get all these sort of like, calls you know you get a call from your manager you know you get a text you might get an email or something like hey you guys are uh, you're number one in in australia today it's like oh that's amazing you know hey you guys are number one in germany today and you like you get that sort of stuff but you don't you know that that doesn't really register until you get to those countries and you show up, and then there's all these people just singing the words to this tune back to you. And it's, I, I think it more so for me, I just became really recognizable. Like, I couldn't go anywhere without people just like, oh, my God, that's a dude from Nickelback. <laughs> you know, so that, that, uh, that part was definitely weird. Was it a tough decision to cut your hair because you were so recognizable for your hairstyle? No, I just felt like, you know... I just kind of felt like there was so many hipsters that started growing their hair long. I, I didn't want to be confused for one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was uh, you know I, I cut my hair probably like well it was just consistent. It was it was continually getting shorter and shorter anyway. You know it was it was longer and curly and and then I kind of went up to the chin and then um, I think the the girl I was with at the time was like you should straighten it. Oh that, that was just a bad idea. So then I started straightening, and then it was like really blonde, and I looked like a, a weird Ken doll sort of thing. It was uh, it was funky, uh, and then I was like, I'm sick of this. Let's just get rid of it and make it sort of uh, just spiky and just very bedheadish. What's cool about TikTok is that I feel that, and maybe just because I like you guys so much, and I get a lot of pro Nickelback videos, that I feel like TikTok has kind of embraced you guys for being awesome. Do you feel that with TikTok? I think TikTok may have embraced us. I don't know if they've embraced us for being awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely see some love on there. I'm on I'm on TikTok uh, a decent amount. It's it's fun, you know, scrolling through the videos and stuff. Um, and you know, I'll get same sort of thing, but it's the modern version of it instead of you know calls and text and emails. Now I get all the stuff from our management team, like, check this out, check this out. Should we respond to this guy? And do we D- should we DM this girl? And uh, you know, uh, that sort of stuff. I, but I guess I shouldn't have used all those pronouns. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned from TikTok. 
I don't. I hope you don't think I'm being like ironic. I'm just a massive fan. I don't know if you think I'm. Maybe I'm too. Do you think I'm too fanboy, uh, Chad? Because I, I feel like you're laughing because I'm. I'm coming off as a little goofy here, and I don't mean to be. No, I'm laughing at myself. Okay, good. Uh, I'm. I'm very self-deprecating. Okay. And I just. I think it's. I, you know. I think a lot of the, the things about our career are funny. I, I really do. You see. Every time they use, every time we go for a photo shoot, there's the four of us goofing around and and just being, you know, four idiots. And uh, they take all these pictures of us, and then they're like, "Okay, now just give us one, give us one with some attitude, guys. Okay, let's lock off the smile and let's just get, you know, one serious one." And then they always use that picture. That's the one. Four guys (laughs) look like they're taking themselves so seriously, and we're not. And anybody who's ever met met us or you know any one of us knows we're just jackasses uh, um and but every time you know there's a picture out there it's the four of us just like look at us look i mean we think we're so cool and it's just such a horrible misrepresentation of the, of the four of us do you feel and i i bet you could talk to other artists in the same capacity they got so big because when it comes to songs and artists who have sold the most and played the most like nickelback did it all for the 2000s like most played most sold over and over again what is it like? Because my goal has always been to get to be so popular that there starts to be a backlash because you're so popular. Like, when, <laughs> when does that start? Like, at what stage of popularity did that start happening? I want to be so big that everyone on the planet absolutely detects. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's ever been a motto that's <laughs> gone around the, the four of us. Um, I, I, I think it happens. I think it happens with anybody. I mean, it happens with anybody in in any capacity. I mean, just absolutely anything. Like look at Elon Musk. He's like, I want to save the planet. Let's make, you know, uh, uh, electric vehicles. And, and I, and I think that we're overpopulating the planet. So let's figure out a way to get to Mars. Um, you know, and, and suddenly the guy's worth like $280 billion dollars. And, and, you know, and he's like, I want to save all these kids that are stuck in a cave. And I was like, stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like build electric cars and get us to Mars. You, you moron. <laughs> yeah. You moron. That's right. Elon Musk getting backlash. Yeah. All I wanted to do was change the world. <laughs> uh, so right now, there Chad, Chad Kruger's on from Nickelback. Um, whenever I hear rock star thing that sticks out to me most is I'll have the quesadilla. Is that ever said back to you? At a restaurant. Um, <laughs> at a restaurant. You go and you're like, I'll have, and they go, you'll have the quesadilla? Uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top is the one who says all those little ad lib parts in between. And um, I, I don't think I've ever had it said back to me, but uh, it was funny. Um, I was getting him to play a guitar solo on the first song on that record, uh, all the right reasons. The song was called Follow You Home. And he's like, let me, you know, let me hear what, what else is on the record. What do you got? And uh, I said, oh, because we just brought a drive with us down to L.A. for him to do the, the, the solo. I'm like, what else? I don't know, I don't know what, what's on this drive. What, what else have we got here? And they're like, oh, we've got Rockstar. We play it. I said, yeah, play it. So we played it. And, and he, the first thing he said was, I want to hear it again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. Like, I wasn't really sure. Like, so then it was just, we played it again, and he just goes, that's a hit. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's a hell of a vote of confidence coming from 
Billy F. Givens. And um, I was like, oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. He's, I, I, but then he wouldn't stop. He just kept going. Like for five minutes straight, he's like, that song's going to be huge. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. And I finally just went, do you, do you want to be on this tune? And he's like, I would love to be on this tune. <laughs> uh, I said, okay, well, why don't we, let's, let's find a spot for you here. So what about every time I sing a line, you come up with something and you're just going to say it back to me in sort of this like, in, in, in a classic Billy voice. And a couple of them were direct calling on just like, it was, it, it, they really made sense in the beginning. It's like, so what you're going to do? Like, so how are you going to do it? So tell me what you want. Like that sort of stuff, right? That all made sense with the next line. By the time we got to the second verse, then he just kind of went on his own. And when he spit out, oh, I have the quesadilla. <laughs> I'm like, that's staying in. That stays. <laughs> Wait, are you telling, okay, I didn't know this. Are you telling me that's Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top doing the ad lib? All of them. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Did you know that? No. I didn't know no that. No clue. No. And I consider myself a fan. I guess I'm not as much of a fan as I thought. I've just been schooled in Nickelback. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, okay. I want to mention a couple things here. First of all, we played San Quentin on this show, and I think the song's awesome, or I wouldn't have played it on the show. So I hope you guys check out Sam Quentin from Nickelback. The new single is Those Days. Ray, can you play me a little bit of Those Days? Here we go. We do it back in those days. We'd be turning up the Is that like a 1 p.m. song? It's a little hard in there. It's not so distorted there, Chad. That's a 4 p.m. Okay. 4 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> don't really know the difference in 1 and 4, but I'm feeling it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for, for that song. Uh, so sometimes when we're feeling a little stagnant when it comes to the recording process, we'll go and we'll just like rent a house somewhere. And we've, we've kind of done this all over the world. Um. We didn't want to go too far for this one, so we just rented a place up in Whistler because three out of the four of us live in, in uh, Vancouver. And so we rent this house up in Whistler, and we're going to go up there, and we just a lot of times it's just to get away from everything, like the other guys to get away from the wives and kids and, and me just to get away from whatever the hell I'm doing. Um, and so we, we go up there, we've got this mindset, like, okay, so we need another rocker for the record, so let's go up there and write a rocker. <laughs> so we get up there, and uh, we set up the studio in the basement. And the first night, I start f***ing out this melody, and I kind of I stumble onto a little bit of the verse melody. And then the next morning, we all wake up, and we're sitting there with our copies, and I said, uh, remember when the streetlights came on? And we had to be home. And it was like, yeah, that, that's a super universal thing. I'm like, no, no, no. That's the first line of the song. And then we just go down. Why don't we just like remember when, remember when, remember when, remember when. And we just go straight back to when we were growing up. And then it was just, that was just a ton of fun at that point in time. It was just all the stuff that we used to do. Um, and uh, once you've got a direction like that, it's, 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 it, it really is a ton of fun because everybody starts chucking out all these ideas of the things that you used to do. Like, when was the last time you saw two kids doubling on a bike? Because uh, I haven't seen yeah, that. I haven't either. a lot of times. Because we had a line in there about like uh, doubling down to the mall or something like that. Like, there was so many things that that we just I just haven't seen in so long. And, um, you know, stuff like Star 69. You don't have to star 69 anybody anymore because it just comes up on your cell phone. You know, like, so there's just a ton of those things where it, like, 
my it, it's so funny because our, our guitar player Ryan Peake, his daughter's in the car with him, and she looks over and she says, "Why do you say roll up the window?" And he it, she just she caught him off guard. He was he just kind of had to look at her. He was like, "Oh my god, this is so weird that I have to explain this to you." Time yeah. marches on. You know what I mean? Time marches yeah. on. Uh, the album Get Rolling comes out November 18th. It's their 10th studio album. Uh, two final questions. Eddie, what is your question for Chad? Uh, yeah, Chad, do you know what concert costs 45 cents? Oh, my God. Are you doing this? See if he knows it. Oh, my gosh. What concert costs 45 cents? Um, it's got to be something along the lines of Nickelback opening up for 50 cents. <laughs> hey, 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> Yeah, that's, what, that's the go. one question you wanted to ask. Was, I, well, I wanted to know if he'd heard his own jokes, you know, like, like that one, like that one. And I no, guess he had. No, I, I, I just kind of, I, I, I just did a little math there. Mm-hmm. That's okay. your question. I have one more. <laughs> okay. So, so Chad, have you ever had anyone come up to you and say, "Hey, you know, the first time I heard Nickelback, I just wasn't a fan. I didn't like it. But the more I listened to the music, now, I mean, it's so good. Now I'm a huge fan. Have you ever heard that? No, it's the opposite. God, when I first heard your tunes, it was great. But now I hear you guys so much on the radio, I want to strangle you. Oh, man. That's the goal. That's, That's the a good goal problem to, be, to, have. to be overplayed. That's yeah. the goal, right. man. Um, okay, our final yeah. question, Chad, is this. And I think it's the one that most of our audience wanted to know, is what was on Joey's head? Uh, it was a champagne killer. And it looked. Uh, it looks like a mini version of the Stanley Cup, if you know what the Killer, Stanley like Cup what looks like. Oh, what you put champagne in? Oh, what you put champagne in? Is it the in? tin, the bin you put champagne in? Yeah, yeah. It, but it looks like a it looks like a trophy. Yeah, and that's what um, was on Joey's head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah somebody just stuck stuck it on his head, and then uh, um, I I got in there for a picture, um, and my buddy my buddy Rob was actually in the picture as well. And somebody cropped him out. It's like they cropped him out, and then they gave they gave me the picture like framed for Christmas. And then when I spit out that line referring to the picture, and the song went on to be what the song was, which which is photographed. Uh, he was so mad. He's like, you know, I was in that picture, right? Oh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> like, uh, no, actually, I don't remember, Rob. He's like, you can you can see my fingers steadying. The champagne chiller on Joey's head. Like my fingers are still in the picture. <laughs> like I, I, I had no idea, Rob. I and, nor, and I had no idea that it meant that much to you. But the funny thing about that song is now when we're on stage and I go to introduce it, I'm like, uh, for anybody born after the year 2000, this next song is called Graph. <laughs> and, and, and Just look at this graph. Look at this graph. Grass. Mm, that's right. Cause there's yeah. No and, then, and then that crowd just loses it. They all start laughing. And then everyone else who doesn't really get it, you can tell they're like in their 50s. And they're like, and I go for everybody else. This song's called Full Which was half this room, by the way. Hey, Chad, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Looking forward to the album. Again, the album Get Rolling comes out November 18th. The new single, Those Days, is out now. We played Sam Quentin here on the show. I appreciate the time and just your, your generosity here with us. And hope you have an awesome weekend and looking forward to someday meeting you in person. I would love that. Thank you guys for taking the time. I wish you all the best of luck. I hope your show blows up so big. Yep. It becomes so massive. Boom. It becomes syndicated on yes. every single radio station on the planet. Already there. And then, and, 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 that, and then you get to the point where the backlash happens. I already have it. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. You're there. We're already there. 
Where that's why I was looking oh, for someone to relate to, and then you know, there you go. Yeah, he didn't know how it was. So I guess we're not that popular. All right, there he is, Chad Kruger, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Have a great day, man. You too. All right, see, see you, buddy. On the phone, Jonathan from Texas. Jonathan, what's up, buddy? Uh, I was just trying to see y'all y'all's advice on an uh, issue that I have coming up. So, um, me and my wife were expecting our third child. Uh, I just found out not too long ago, and you know it's. It's real big nowadays to do gender reveals. And, you know, everybody wants to be a part of it. All of her friends are pushing her to do a gender reveal. She's on the fence about it. Myself, I, I don't want to do it just for the simple fact is I, I don't like to show my emotions in front of large groups of people, which I, I think you can understand. And, you know, I'm just, I was seeking your advice to see what you would do in this situation if it was you and your wife. Would you want to do that in front of people or would y'all want to know in the privacy of y'all's own home and then tell everybody else? I can tell you, first of all, my wife would rather die than do a public gender reveal. <laughs> She's not someone who wants to do anything publicly unless I like beg her to do it. So my wife is like you where she would be like, why can't we just do this at home? And let's just, or just do it to the doctor, you know? So, uh, but I'm like your wife and you are like mine. Um, so, you know, does your wife really want to do it, or is she being pressured by her friends? She's being pressured about 80%, 20% she wants to do it. You know, it's just the excitement for her. Okay, this is what I would do then. If I were you guys, I'd go ahead and know. But don't tell anybody else you know. I'd go ahead and know. That way you can prepare your emotions. For a guy like yourself who doesn't want to show your emotions, you obviously aren't super comfortable with it. So if you have a little time to prepare, if you know it's a boy, you get that thumb all loose and go thumbs up. <laughs> if you know if it's a girl, you go two thumbs up. I don't know. I think just knowing will actually help you not feel as vulnerable in showing an emotion that you're not prepared to show, especially if your wife wants to go through with this. So I don't think there's anything wrong with a little performance here. You know, and you don't do anything with an explosion or anything with fire. So eliminate those from any sort of gender reveal or, or you know, putting anything toxic in any water supply. Yeah, nearby. dying river water. So we don't need to do that. So it's it's a cake, it's a golf ball that you hit that turns blue. It's a something like that. And then you know ahead of time, but you don't let anybody else know. And you have a little fun with it, and everybody wins. That's kind of what I would do if your wife is dead set on doing it. If she's not and she feels pressured, don't do it. Like if you're just doing it for other people, I wouldn't do it at all. But it sounds like it's something that you feel like if she wants to do, you're going to do because of that. And I would just know ahead of time and let everybody else enjoy the gender reveal as if you didn't know. That's what I would say. Oh, that's good advice. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time and and, let, and, and help educate me. Where do you live? What part of Texas? Uh, Elgin, Texas, right outside Austin. Yeah. So Sausage. Sausage, yeah. Cheese, <laughs> guys. Hey. Yeah, sausage. sausage you in the world. So excited. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. They're right. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they yelled sausage pretty quick, <laughs> but they're right. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, I, I would do that. And again, I'll just say one more time: if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't don't let her feel pressured either. So yeah, good luck, and I hope you. you do you have two boys or two girls, or what do you have? I I have two girls, and we're hoping this is a boy because we're feeling like this is gonna be our last. So we're, we're you know it's right there, but um. Do you think I could give a shout-out to my wife? Yeah, you sure can, but let me say this before you do. I for sure now would want to know ahead of time because if you're getting oh a third gosh, girl— you're going to be devastated. Well, you won't be <laughs> devastated because you know how awesome it is to have healthy girls. But if you're getting a third girl, uh, you're going to be like, oh, man, if you don't already know. So just know so you can prepare that emotion. Okay, okay, and shout-out your wife. Go ahead. 
Ashley Richardson, second grade teacher at Elgin. I love you. You're the best, and I can't wait for this new child, and we're going to have an amazing life together. I love it. Love this guy's awesome. I'm convinced. <laughs> and she's a teacher, <laughs> so we love her even more. All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for calling. Yep. Go Aggies. Whoop. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pennsylvania. A 65-year-old man's been in prison for arson. He's about to get out this month, only a few weeks away. So he sent a little letter to the parole board anonymously and said, Ah, oh, I can't wait to blow up the building when I get out. Anonymously? And they tracked it back to him. How anonymous is it when you send it from prison? Yeah, I don't think it problem. is at all, right? <laughs> no it shows way. where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Even the cell, the cell number. <laughs> Do you think he, maybe he didn't want to get out of jail? I think that might be it. He started like getting... Saw shank redemption. Right. Get busy living or yeah. get busy he dying. He got scared about being on the outside. That's true. He got out of prison and realized he didn't like the life outside of prison. Yeah. He's either an idiot or somebody who's scared to get out, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's go over to Mike D. You have a movie review for us. Yes. Movie Mike's Movie Review. The movie in theaters this weekend called Smile. It's a horror movie. Okay. Here, I don't know about any movies, but I'll tell you why I know about this one, because what they did to promote this was awesome. They put people behind home plate in baseball games, and they just smiled creepily. Oh, yeah, and that's nothing right. else. They would just sit there and go, eh. oh. and But they were sitting right behind home plate, and you're like, what's... And so the story would get picked up, like, why does this woman look creepy? And then you found out it's this movie here. Yeah, excellent marketing. So Smile sounds like a fun, lighthearted movie. Not at all. Uh, okay, so what's up? It's a movie about this doctor who works in a psych ward. She has this patient come in saying that all these crazy things have been happening to her after she saw her professor kill himself right in front of her. And then you find out that there's like this presence that's saying it's out to get her, takes away that patient, and then it's coming after the doctor. So where does the smiling come in? I'm lost on where people start smiling. <laughs> Whenever they are about to kill themselves, they have this big smile on their face. Oh, oh this And is... it's almost like this thing possesses them and takes oh. over their body. Okay. Boy, horror movies are getting just way whacked. <laughs> way more whacked. They just get, it used to be just like a monster in your dreams would come and kill you. <laughs> Golly, now you got to watch somebody kill themselves in class. Oh, and then you is smi- that appropriate for a 15-year-old? It's rated R. It's pretty gory. Like, okay. this is the kind of movie at the gates of hell with... You know, we're talking right. about Hocus Pocus. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hocus Pocus, you're fine to watch that one. This one might actually lead you to the gates of hell. Uh, so what do you give it, Mike? Well, it started out really good, had a lot of promise, but I got so bored in this movie, I considered walking out. Oh, wow. Okay. So I initially gave it about a 2, but I'll give it an extra 0.5 for the marketing. So 2.5 out of 5 jump scares. You got so bored? Yeah, it gets really boring in the middle. And it's a two-hour long movie. Could have been like an hour max. Oof. It's about how much story is in it. You know, what a movie should do is when reviews come out like this, and there's a lot of them, they say it's too long or it's too boring, they should be able to make a cut and then send it back out and go, we've improved it. Ooh. It's now shorter. Yeah. Wouldn't that make it better? It would. And this movie was actually supposed to go to streaming first, but I guess with the marketing, they thought they could push it into theaters. So, yeah, it has about the quality of a streaming movie. So, Smile doesn't make you smile at the end. Made me frown. <laughs> mm, dang. All right. Uh, that's it for today. We'll see you here on Monday's show. And... Uh, if you want to check out our sports show, it's called 25 Whistles. Uh, Trent Dilfer's on, who uh, won a Super Bowl and is just a great guest, but that'll be up. Uh, it's already up now. So 25 Whistles is the football podcast that we do. All right, we will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.